You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to the Pixels Inc. Podcast, episode 286, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me today are a fabulous panel of hosts. I've got Cole Watson. Hello. And we've got Preston Doza. Hey. Welcome back. We haven't seen you for a couple episodes. Yeah, not since like, I think it's been a couple months since December, maybe, yeah. since the last time I was on. I feel like I'm on the anime podcast right now because I've got like you guys here. We just need Remington. But instead of Remington, we have Jordan Biordi. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm good. I'm a little confused as to why I was announced last when I should be uh, at least second. Yeah, because I was excited. I'm a senior I, I, podcaster. I forgot, I forgot which podcast I was on. I'm like looking at the faces in front of me and it just blew my mind. You're not a physical you have too many podcasts. too many podcasts i'm being outnumbered by like other podcast members you are podcasts that's okay we still love you we'll embrace you we'll welcome you into the fold i don't know a lot about anime podcast he's been a part of for like a year (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh so let's get started um games that came out this week uh it was kind of a weird week for games to come out uh we had some big hits and some not so big ones um so first off let's start with something cute detective pikachu came out and it's adorable i'm so bummed i did not get to review that i was really I'm late sorry, on man. you know i was driving home from whitby so i was like on the road for an hour when i saw that notification so i couldn't like respond to it in time and it's a well, real bummer <laughs> you got to review one of the other ones that came out this week uh that i yeah. forgot to add to the uh thing which um, is, so, is uh, totally the same thing yeah. totally the same thing horrible <laughs> and features a pikachu in a new york accent i like how you characterize it as cute and i'm looking at it like what is this thing it's adorable and he wears like a fedora he talks in a new york accent did you not get that I, it's adorable it's, it's tiny, not a fedora like, yeah dinky it's a it's a sherlock trilby. holmes a tri- it's not, trilby <laughs> Does he wear a Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes hat or whatever? Yeah. I'm, 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 okay, the Amiibo is really adorable, too. Have you guys seen Wait, that? Amiibo? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's, of like, pretty big. It it's yeah. about, I don't know, what's this, like, four inches, maybe? Four inches tall or something like that. And it's an adorable little Pikachu, and he's wearing, like, a Sherlock Holmes hat, and he's all it's, ready oh, to it's go. Called, it's called a Deerstalker. I just Googled you're ta- it. You're called a Deerstalker. Good That's Google. the name of the hat. Sherlock Holmes wore. But it's so cute, and apparently the game is pretty close to uh, like the anime itself. So um, you can check out that review on CG Mag Online because Zuni on loved it. The movie now too, Ryan oh, Reynolds as Detective oh, right. Pikachu. I, I'm I'm Should've been in the game in all honesty. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm all about that. It's gonna be great. And uh, so the one you did you did get to review this week, you got to yeah. do uh, MLB the Show. So that, oh, came, that, was... that came out today. Is that, that coming was a whole today? bunch of baseball. Yeah, yeah it's a, it released yeah. uh, t- like today, today. Yeah. So you played as the Jays, right? Oh, uh, yeah, naturally. But it's kind of like the you know what the thing is, and I did mention this in my, and I'll get into a little bit more uh, when we talk about it later. Um, yeah. It's just like I don't really know a lot about baseball, so I picked the one team that like I know, but it's like I couldn't name a player on the Jays, isn't it? Like. Um, <laughs> uh, Ricardo Montalban Batista. or whatever. Batista, Batista that's it. He's gone now. Batista. Didn't he get yeah, traded? He 
I think he maybe. Did. I thought he got traded. I heard he got traded. I have traded. no idea. I haven't paid attention to baseball since Guys, World stop Series, getting your so. sports. Exactly. Guys, I haven't paid attention to baseball since World Series 1994. So uh, that's it. Bunch of nerds. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, so MLB The Show came out. Um, uh, another game, uh, A Way Out. I don't know much about this one. A Way Out is um, yeah. by the developers behind Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. So oh, like okay. the co-op adventure this time, instead of like, oh, it's two brothers going to um, find a way to cure their father. It's you're breaking out of prison. You're two like convicts. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose this one. Yeah, and it's it looks to be like a pretty good co-op game because it both has local co-op, online co-op, and also if you're the only person that you know that owns a copy of it, you can like have a friend <laughs> um, who doesn't own the copy of it still join the game session. Yeah, I think you get really? two tickets. Yeah. Oh, you that's get yours cool. and then you get another one for your friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that that's a really good thing that a lot more companies that are really investing into multiplayer need to kind of jump onto. Mm-hmm. It'll just... Like, I, I mean, that would make me kind of want to... If I got a chance to play it with a friend, I'd definitely want to buy the game after that if I like the game. I mean. I'm surprised they actually got away with this considering it's EA, who's the publisher. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of damage control that has to be ha- made there, right? So I uh, gotta, <laughs> gotta raise that reputation <laughs> from worst company. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so a way out. Uh, we also had Attack on Titan 2, I think came out at the edge of last week, the beginning of this week. Yeah, um, I think it came out the beginning of this week. Yeah, it's... Yeah. um. I, I've uh, the big thing that everyone seems to really enjoy is the character creator this time. So it's just eventually, it essentially just takes uh, up the same kind of events story. You're you're a um, what what are the um, um the, what are they uh, called the uh, hunters the, wait, the, not the the, the rangers the scouting legion. the scouting legion. You're the scouting legion, and you have to go attack titans. You get to climb them, and you get to create your own uh, your own uh, scout this time. So that's so kind of cool. the same events as like the anime and the manga, except you just play as some random okay, dude so who is right alongside it. <laughs> the the whole first time. one was kind of on its own. Okay. So they had like I think they had some like they if, from what I remember playing they they played like a little bit into what was in the manga manga and on anime, but it was just very peripheral to the whole thing. I think it goes a little past first season. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that one's out today. I No, it, yeah. it was out on Tuesday, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, a weird one, PUBG came to mobile internationally this week. It came to Canada last week. Yeah, it's kind of like a little small test. Yeah. And now it's finally available for everyone, including iOS, which it previously wasn't. It was only for Android. Uh, yeah. It's well, a train we talked wreck. about this a little bit uh, <laughs> last week too, right? Like with the same thing with Fortnite. It's like who wants to play these games on mobile? Well, Cole, what did you think? Because you actually did a, a small review I for a, this. I did a small review, and and even then, I feel like my reviews even inaccurate after it came out that they're like half the servers populated by bots. But it, it's just a train wreck because of the controls and the format of Battle Royale. These can last up to 30 minutes around. Who's going to be on the toilet for that long? <laughs> hey, man. Fortnite's quicker. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, though, you, you get on the toilet and you, you just like, you just you don't get off. Break. There have been so many times where I've been playing like Switch on the toilet and it's just like I'm in the... Uh, I'm just okay. exploring, I you know, don't the think... wild, and it's like an hour later, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm still here. <laughs> this is truly the breath of the wild. Great. So PUBG Mobile, guys. 
Uh, one more, no, two more actually. So, Nino Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom came out today. Today, yeah, today, no. and it's apparently amazing. Uh, I know Derek Heemsbergen uh, did the review for us, and it like it, it lives up to the previous the previous title. Fixes all the things that were wrong with it. It's another stunning game. So, There's a ton to do in it. So you don't. So you're telling me that the battles are actually not the worst thing in the world. They're not the worst thing in the world anymore. <laughs> I mean, did you get a chance to play? I, I haven't played the full game yet. I've only played the preview. Uh, at I haven't E3. touched anything of Nino Kuni 2 yet. I just remember doing the boss battle, and uh, I can't remember what the little characters were called, but they, they basically they look like the Mononoke, but I don't remember what they're actually like called. the little monster yeah. characters? Those, those little, yeah. So those <laughs> ones, you get to actually use them, at, utilize them as like uh, magic catalysts kind of thing to help you with your attacks and it's a very active battle um lots of really interesting things that you can keep doing while while you're playing it it's a lot more engaging than the first one are Are those little monsters still in like you can use them for battle or are they just for a magic system now they they, you can actually use them in battle okay that's fine that's fine it's cute was i didn't play no kuni once i didn't have a ps3 wasn't it just like traditional turn-based yeah no no a little bit weirder it was real time yeah it was real time but it was a weird kind of weird yeah. time. Yeah, because your attacks were on timers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was very. I mean, I didn't mind it because I'm kind of don't mind stuff like that. But the it was, first one was yeah, slow. it was a slog to get through. But apparently, this one's really great. So I'm excited to pick this one up, try it out myself. And finally, last but not least, coming well, out to mixed reviews. Sea <laughs> of Thieves launched uh, their servers on the twentieth. Uh, so that was. Uh, they actually launched them the day before? They did. They launched yeah, them on the nineteenth, which is a surprise. Early release. Not that the oh. servers were any more equipped to handle things that day than they were the rest of the week. Yeah. We've yeah. got a passionate few commentators on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it was mixed reviews because critics seem to be pretty much in like in agreement that it's not great, but it's all these well, like so... it's the fans who are like, don't piss game ever. But if you actually yeah. look on Metacritic, if you look at the user rating, it's not so great either because think about this. Okay. It's a beautiful game. It's stunning it looks really gorgeous i like the character design personally i know that jury is out for a bunch of different people um it's just very light on content like there's it's a lot of fetch quests that can get very repetitive Mm -hmm. um so if you're just playing it to actually accomplish a lot of goals in a game for an 80 dollars canadian game it's not kind of worth the price point however like if you're in it as like it is an open sandbox you do make your fun with the whole thing um if you are in with like your friends it was meant to be a game that is streamed and like for let's plays and uh definitely a thing where you can get a bunch of people that you know and have fun with kind of thing but you have to make your own fun yeah. When I was in the what does that say about the state of like streaming? I would say the audience well, for streaming is that like they're so desperate for content that they'd watch an hour of someone just doing the same fetch quest over and over, like the same four guys doing it. Ooh, so fun. Well, for me, I don't necessarily like I don't own Sea of Thieves. I played the last uh, open beta with a couple of my friends for a few hours one evening, and what we all took away from it, it was pretty fun to play together. Like we just dicked around we tried to figure out um we tried to figure out creative solutions we crashed the ship multiple times <laughs> we had a, quite a bit of fun with it and to me it's more it's a game where you have to have a where you have to have a good group of people who are willing to just experiment yeah with things but on the other hand there's like not a lot of cosmetics in the game because you can 
basically unlock most of the cosmetics right from the start. And you may not necessarily like all the cosmetics. So you might just find something early that you're like, I'm going to stick with forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there really isn't much in terms of like uh, actual like official quests and content to do. There's like maybe half a dozen things. I know the big, the big thing everyone was there. They were hyping up this giant Kraken battle. It doesn't, it's not like, it's just, the it's tentacles. tentacles. It's just the tentacles. Have, like, I don't think they actually have a body animated. Yeah, oh, and I mean, like, joy. you know, uh, what was it? Um, like, Wind Waker came out in 2002, and it managed to do, like, big Kraken battles pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's really no excuse for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what? Like, uh, I was thinking Pirates of the Caribbean, like, two type thing where, like, yeah, you battle with tentacles for a bit, but then the thing comes out of the water and has this, like, giant maw, like, filled with teeth. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought would have been, like, really cool. But instead, it's, no, it's a bunch of tentacles. And it's then just... you shoot the tentacles and then they leave. Yeah. Apparently, it's also pretty easy to beat. I haven't seen the tentacle. Uh, the, the tentacle. Only... I was going to call it tentacle monster. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> There's only, like, two kinds of ships anyway, and only one of them really has a lot of cannons on it. It so... just, it doesn't feel finished. So right? This is a perfect game where I would jump in as a troll and just sing sea shanties. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to just go and sing sea shanties. Cole, are you with me? I mean, or, I think, okay, okay. we just or, had a handshake. Yeah. Yes, so it's official. I witnessed a pact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, okay, I'm going to be honest here, guys. I would love this game if it was like, say, $40 cheaper. Like, if it was a $30 game, I would be all, I'd have no problem with that. I'd, I'd buy into that. That's why I think most people are just yeah. going to use Game Pass. Yeah. Just to but, get a trial for it. Yeah, I think that's that's it. But I, I I just, I mean, that's cool that they have the Game Pass, but you still have to pay for the Game Pass to keep using the game. Well, there's which it's is, the free two-week trial, yeah. which I think I'm going to take at some point. Yeah. And I'm going to play it for like two weeks and then oh, I'm done. Yeah. That's good. So I, I worry about that. I just hope they add more content. I, I, I want this one to succeed because I love the idea of like how fun this open sandbox could be. I'm disappointed. It wasn't completely finished that they were missing a bunch of con- content uh, that if they build this up, it could be really, really special. Um, well, here's, and that's- here's the thing that I wonder about what you, about that lease is that like, because that like everything that it seems is being said mostly by us about this is like, exactly what happened with no man's sky now granted maybe on a smaller scale because no man's sky was like really promising a lot and they didn't deliver and the biggest complaint like everyone said like yeah it looks good it's like it's fun to play if you make your own fun but it's like completely devoid of content so it's just like did we learn nothing? I still from think that? that No Man's Sky had more content than Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I it agree. Actually, like, <laughs> more content. Than um, sea of also, here's the other thing, Jordan. Here's the other thing with the whole with that No Man's Sky argument because I've I've heard this argument before. And here's the difference: Rare didn't promise anything more than they're delivering. No Man's Sky did. It's a little bit different in that respect. Well, yeah, yeah no, I agree with that. But it's just the idea that it's like they promised, like uh, you know, they made a game that like that were like. You know, I think it's it's more just the idea because, like, when you kind of have these big open sandbox games that, like, um, you know, have these, like, sort of, like, you know, make your freedom and all this, like, stuff that you can do, 
you tend to like the audience tends to build it up bigger in their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like to, to release a game that's like kind of lacking in content, like you're going to you you had to have known that you were going to draw a bunch of ire from your from the audience. Like like and it's even just just the fact of just not doing it like you can't make a game like this. And No Man's Sky is living proof that it doesn't work and yeah like don't get me wrong no man's sky 2 years later actually has content and is is, is actually a game okay. now but it's kind of 2 years but, too late but no no, no. I, what i was I, saying is that it had way more content at launch than what sea of thieves has like way way more yeah. substantially well, that's, like, that's definitely saying it's more. Well um my th- what i think it's interesting seeing sea of thieves now because that game has been it was announced three or four years ago mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. think and it was continuing like it was always at like microsoft pressers 83 it was always being promoted and now that i'm looking back on it they never really promised much with it yeah but there was always this expectation of the audience and like media being like okay but there's more right and there's always and people thinking like there's got to be more, right? But they literally then, didn't show anything but, more because yeah. everything they showed was streamers yeah. running through, and yeah. they promoted this as the, a streaming game. And then the game came out, and people were just like, "Seriously, this was it?" Like, yeah, yeah. We thought like you would have something like hiding. They were hyping the Kraken thing, but that turned out to be nothing. And it feels really weird to me because a lot of the audience was disbelieving, and at least to me, it looked like a lot of the audience was disbelieving that this couldn't have been all that there is. Yeah. And it turned out that that is what all that was. Exactly. It's, yeah. Well, you know what? Anyway. It still has potential. Hopefully they'll, you know, hear some of the comments because it is so very mixed. Um, it depends on how you play it. And I hope they just add more to it because I'd like to just to attack the audience that, you know, wants to play it for that reason. <laughs> but, okay, I think that's it for games that have come out. So let's talk about some game news. First up, yeah. uh, God of War went gold this week, so that means it's ready to ship. Right. Hey. Oh, I want. Oh my gosh, I, I got a bit of a... I'll talk about this later in the reviews, but I got a bit of a hands-on with it last week, and um, I am super excited for this game. Yeah, he, a, he's the dad we all want, guys. Is he the one? Just one that isn't so pissed all the time. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say he's not pissed all the time, but, oh, but he's, he's pissed all the time. Yeah. No, no. Really? Fatherhood hasn't mellowed him. Okay. I have some things he's to say about that. He's just pissed towards his son. He's just pissed towards his son. <laughs> I'm, calling it, I'm, I'm calling it right now because when I – and I think I might have I might have said this before, but I'm not 100% sure if, if I said it on the podcast um, – because you know how, like, in one of, like, the early trailers, they show, like, kind of, like, a close-up of, like, all those wrappings around uh, Kratos' arms? Yeah. yeah. I'm calling it right now. This is going to happen in the game. He is going to lose that axe midway through the game. It's going to be the climax. Those wrappings are going to come off. Blades of Chaos are coming back. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blades yeah. will definitely come back. Probably. It's going to be a big emotional thing where he's like, no, not again. And it's like, oh, I'm calling it right now. If I can predict this game, then I am like Nostradamus <laughs> of gaming. I am looking forward to Beard of War. I'm looking at Beard of War. <laughs> God of War, Beard of War. a great new trilogy we're creating here. <laughs> okay. The second place game takes place in the beard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next up, Arc is Arc of uh, Survival Evolved is coming to Switch because it's hit every other platform. It's got to hit Switch now. Pointless. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, I never got hope. into Arc. I don't know. I 
I'm more interested to see how it'll run on the Switch because that game's got some issues to yeah. say the least on PC a lot of and PS4 issues. and Xbox One. Oh, yeah. Like even years later. So I'm wondering how the Switch version is going to handle all that. I uh, oh, and also no voice chat. So yeah, you know, isn't that kind of it's necessary? Gonna be, it's going to be that's weird. the point. Yeah. Because in all of these survival games, what I do is I pretend to be a shill for Logitech. I say, <laughs> let's promote a promo code with my friends. And like, we're going to go over to all the clans and we're going to say, hey, what gear are you using? Oh, Logitech, we're here for. Use our promo code. You're a complete idiot for 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> and then we also lure them to our base, trap them and kill them and steal all the materials. It's great. I mean, that's why everyone does that last part. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, that's <laughs> why. Yeah. That's that was really why I couldn't get into it. I, I mean, I'm just too old for this stuff. Like, like I couldn't. I, I, I spent like 20 minutes trying to just like craft a stick, and then I felt so like accomplished when I did it. And then some a hole just runs over, smacks you upside the head, and is like, "Oh, got to start over again." Level one. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I got no These patience. I'm a crotchy old man. Rival games and their battle royales. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here with a blanket over my legs. I am actually an old man. You're at, oh my gosh. Uh, jeez. Oh okay, so that's a thing. <laughs> All right. So here's the interest, uh, the uh, business side of the news today. Um, so Vivendi and uh, Ubisoft have finally come to uh, terms with the takeover that's been in the works for, I want to say, six months now? Two like, years? Yeah. yeah. Years? Vivendi um, sold uh, all the stock to yeah. Tencent. So they sold all their stock. That is so no, actually, they sold, their, they sold their entire stake to Ubisoft. Um, and so what ended up happening was uh, the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan and uh, Tencent and uh, – entered into part of the agreement so that they're getting some shares out of the whole thing. Yeah. They're long-term investors now. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. That's yeah, really cool. Um, because literally the Ontario teachers pension plans owns everything in like Ontario. Yeah. They own, they own the blue Jays, I believe. And Rogers at some point, I yeah. think. So this is kind of, why wouldn't they own Ubisoft? Um, and yeah, so it's, uh, that's that. But they could always come back. They could always come back. Because yeah. there's like this little pack that, okay, five years, we won't touch you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vivendi's been, I understand they've been going after a number of different places recently. Yeah. As yeah. part of this whole thing. So I think. They really want to get back in the games. Yeah. So there we go. Good job, Ubisoft. Cool. Good job, Vivendi. That's yeah. cool. I think that's the happy ending that everyone wanted because I think a lot of players and. Ubisoft the employees themselves are like, we absolutely do not want Vivendi to gain control of the yeah. company. I think I, I worry about the Tencent thing, but I don't think if it's I that remember, big of a deal. Because they correctly, like there's a stipulation in yeah. it that Tencent cannot like have they cannot gain control of like um, majority of, control. They cannot gain majority control of Ubisoft with mm -hmm. it as well. Well if we think about what they in terms of support that they've given the games companies they had in the past like i mean they're they're supporting PUBG pretty well but at the same time it's but, just tencent has its fingers in so many different pies yeah, exactly that it's slightly concerning to see them reach out to another pie though i'm hoping that the stipulation that they cannot gain like majority control of the company yeah will be enough yeah i'm hoping well we'll see time is tell this is a really interesting drama that's going to unfold and 
We'll keep we'll keep updating you, listeners, and stuff like that. So uh, keep our ear to the ground. Keep our ear to the ground. Okay, next up, Atari has finally unveiled the name for the Atari box, and it's called the Atari, the Atari VCS. Box. Yeah, no, the Atari VCS. The Atari VCS. So here's the deal: they uh, re- they unveiled this at GDC with a date to tell more information. So it's, I can't remember the date exactly. I think it's it's it April twentieth. No, it's not, uh, some, nope, just sometime in April. Yeah, they're going to reveal the exclusive pre-order date yeah. for the Atari VCS. So not even a release. Month. Yeah, not even a release date. Time to sell those ouyas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you even want this, though? Let's be honest. Who is that? Who is that? desperate for nostalgia i mean i get the appeal of wanting like the the nes or the snes mini but it's like are you really itching that bad to play like 2d or 2-bit like frogger but here's the thing i understand it from like a a collector's point of view it's it's the completionist right who wants all the latest things like the same thing when the neo geo uh gold came out um which neo geo 2 is much is way better way worth owning than uh, as, as somebody who owns a Neo Geo Gold, it was totally not worth that. Like going into where I'd rather have gone and like refound and paid a lot more money to collect the official like a Neo Geo console as opposed to the Gold. But like who? I, I mean, that's not to say what's going on with Atari. I need to find out more information, and hopefully we will in the next in the coming weeks since uh, they'll they'll give us a little bit more in April. I hope they give us a little bit more because uh, hopefully I don't know. Whatever, it's Atari. Atari's um, a very weird company, though, right now. Like, split up between, like, 16 different, like, companies. It's – or, like, all they, – they sold, like, all of their properties to, like, different development companies. And I don't know. This just odds? seems like – My question is, what are the odds that E.T., the extraterrestrial will be on <laughs> the Atari VCS. And, and will it be uh, in a garbage bag? Covered in dirt. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was because E.T. is so like so infamous now it's that they might put it on just as like, hey, remember this? But remember I, I, how I, this on. bankrupted us? But wasn't there like an actual legal stipulation that it could never be sold? Again, oh, yeah, I think there is. I, I think there is actually. Loophole, I don't know. Maybe there's a loophole. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll find it. Maybe the Atari VCS will one day up in the landfill in New Mexico. Piles, piles. Oh man. Okay. Uh, last up for game and tech news, HTC Vibe Pro gets a price and a release date, and so it, it'll be. Uh, so it, pre-orders were already available uh, on as of Monday. Um, it'll be available globally in April, and it's going to be going for an MSRP of seven ninety nine Canadian. Oh yeah. So no one will buy it. Yeah. No, on the but side. hold on, there's more. There's actually more to it. Um, there, like the the current Vive is actually getting a price reduction, so yes. it's going down for four ninety nine. So if you don't want the pro and you want to try HTC, which I think at the moment, the Vive, I think is the most immersive yeah. of all yeah, the, like the Vive is yeah. the best of the VR things. Yeah. Right now. So this one, I, I mean, at a price point of four ninety nine, if you already have the computer that can run it and a yeah, lot was, of people do at this point. So, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's four ninety nine plus the like 
$2,000 you need for a computer that can actually like handle running this thing. Yeah, my computer is $2,000 and I've got a 1060. I'm not entirely sure it can run a Vive. Yeah, it, it takes, oh, yeah. It's, like you need like, what was it? It's priced out at least a two two to four thousand dollar computer to be able to yeah. run it. You so need, like the black obelisk from the start <laughs> of the space for, yes. for Nvidia, it would for Nvidia it'd be like ten seventy for safe stable frame rates. Mm-hmm. And for AMD, I wanna say somewhere I would say Vega. I would say the Vega lineup is where you want for VR. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Cole's building everyone a computer. It comes with the if you buy if you pre-order the HTC Vive Pro, <laughs> Cole will personally go to your house and build you a computer. Okay, what am I building today? <laughs> I'm going to be for you, kid. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of movie news. Steven Spielberg is now set to film the Indiana Jones Five movie in 2019. Yeah. There we go. Don't you, mean, don't you mean Indiana Jones Four? No. Like, there was there was a movie Raiders after of, Raiders of the Lockstark, uh, yeah. Temple of Doom, yeah. uh, Last Crusade, Crystal yeah. Skull. This I don't is know five. that one. What are you talking yeah. about? There was a movie after Last Crusade. Oh yeah, that's Shia LaBeouf. That's no, a very good bit you're sticking to guys, right you now. you guys are you guys are living in a different reality than okay. I am. I'm sorry, honey. Steven <laughs> to just feed off of people's nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> but Harrison Ford is still going to be in it. Somehow. Somehow. Money. No. Money. Formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't. I feel like Harrison Ford has not looked, like, excited to be in any movie that they've brought him back into. Like, even in Blade Runner, which, like, he had a very minimal role. And, like, he oh, was, yeah, like, surprisingly part. really good. But he just didn't look happy to be there. I can't recall, like, a, rec- a Harrison Ford movie in the past 10 years that is not Anchorman 2. Um, Indiana Jones 4 uh, Star Wars or Blade Runner I'm not even sure he's done anything does he make movies anymore the last I I mean it turns out crashing your plane is pretty expensive (laughs) a lot of bills you have to pay off you know (laughs) let's take a look I feel like there's going to be a future where Harrison Ford's just going to call it in from his house for his performances, and they're just going to CGI, so, CGI him in the movie. I, I think oh, they're, was, they're running out of franchises in, to reboot, though. Like, what are we going to get oh, a reboot? Of, Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Jesus. I pulled up his filmography, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was in, he was in uh, Expendables 3. Yeah, he was in Expendables He was in Expendables 3? He was in Ender's Game. Yeah, oh, he that, was. Yeah, he was in Ender's Game. Yeah. Age of Adeline? <laughs> this, is such a, this is such a weird list. Oh, Shia LaBeouf's in this one, too. <laughs> of course yeah. he is. Oh, His man. adopted son. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, on the subject of Indiana Jones 5, oh, no, good luck, good. Mr. Spielberg. That's You're really going to need it. Yeah. All right, moving right along. Um, so Michael B. Jordan, uh, uh, who was uh, the who Eric Killmonger in Black Panther, he's set he was to... Also Creed. He was also Creed. In, he was in Creed. He was Creed's like, son. Yeah, you, you listen, Creed. Good you movie. Listen. Watch it. Latest. Is it good? Creed? Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. It's like the second best Rocky movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really? Awesome. It's the best I haven't watched the original Rocky. I haven't watched Rocky yeah. movies. I liked Rocky 2 a lot. Yeah, this one's better, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, like it's it's really well shot, well paced. It's also directed by the guy who did Black Panther and like He's really, t- he's a really talented filmmaker. Yes. Awesome. 
It's very. I cool. mean, if we're if we're being, I mean, a hundred percent honest, like Rocky has had what, like uh, six, seven, seven movies, yeah. yeah, somewhere in that ballpark, and really only one of them is bad. Like, it's a really strong franchise. I mean, I would argue that three of them are bad, but really, <laughs> really? Uh, three. Um. Well, three, four, and five. Nah, three is okay. Three is three works. one with Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not four four is with uh Russian, Ivan Drago. Which is Yeah. Yeah. Five is with uh Drago's great. Five, five, is, yeah. is. five is truly the worst. Yeah, tr- five is five bad. Is, and then his is when he's old, right? Anyways, I think we're getting off the subject. No, of... six six is when he's old. That's oh, that yeah, was like supposed to be uh five, by Bola. Oh, yeah. five is when he like does the yeah. park bro. The street okay. fight with what's his name? Okay, so we're back on the Rocky cast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving right along. So, uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan of that fame. Uh, he's uh, set to film a uh, produce a World War II drama called The, Liber- the Liberators. Um, and it's yeah. set to follow an entirely African-American unit, uh, the 761st Regiment, uh, and their actions in the battlefield and how they... Um, how the desegregated uh, um, the American armed forces um, were kind of a stepping stone towards the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. So that's kind of exciting. We don't know whether or not he's going to be in the, in the movie himself, but um, odds are probably probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a producer on a movie and you're a young hot actor, like hot is in like really being talked about and hyped up a lot. Um, this is obviously a starring vehicle. Yeah, so that's really exciting um, to see more him, him, more of him. For example, oh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan's yeah. great. Yeah, so watch that's the Wire. Everyone watch the Wire. Indeed. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's in the Wire. He's in the Wire. How do I, guys? I don't know names. I don't know people. I just know that guy's cool in this mm-hmm. show. Don't watch Fantastic Four. Don't watch. Fan- don't watch Fantastic no. Four. The Any new forces one. You want people to suffer. I watched it on the plane. I. I wish I never watched it on the plane. <laughs> it's the best movie about four wacky gang members in a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> Pretending also, to be superheroes for two hours. Horrific. Weirdly horrific to watch. But anyway. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, got some it's David like you can't see like, body horror like stuff happening towards like. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about that like, stuff. Yeah, it's like, is this meant for kids? <laughs> wow. No, yeah, no, that weird. is not a Lisa friendly movie. She is not going to watch that one so much so that she's referring to herself in the third person. Okay, moving right along. Last thing. <laughs> so uh, we are all excited about Stranger Things season three. We know it got renewed for another uh, s- uh, another season. Um, and for this new season, uh, the entire cast is actually getting a pay raise, which is great, which is really what's really kind of neat is um, uh, all the uh, all the the kids are getting a, a, a very substantial pay raise but millie brown uh, millie bobby brown so our 11 is actually getting a little bit more uh, to kind of pay play up the, like her importance in the cast which is for a change a female in hollywood that's actually making more than her male castmates which is kind of neat i mean without her that show would be kind of oh exactly yeah, yeah. Just nothing yeah. So y'all can expect your Netflix subscription prices to yeah. go up another Sky dollar. <laughs> yeah. But... Oh man, I have to pay another ninety nine cents. Damn. <laughs> hey man, every year it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna take a break, and from then we're going to go into some reviews. We got a bunch of games coming up after. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we got some yeah. good stuff. All right. So 
take a break and we'll talk after the break. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next comic bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next comic bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next comic bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And we're back. Thanks again, sponsors. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk some games. So, Cole, yeah. you want to get started? Okay. You're going to talk about some new updates to Monster Hunter. Indeed, because it's the game I just keep on playing. Over 100 hours in, I just beat the tutorial. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. I am not I just there. picked it up recently. Too. Yeah, I'm not there yet at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the tutorial's 100 hours long. It's going to take some time, but oh. that's okay. That's when the real game starts. Exactly. Oh <laughs> Exciting. Everything up till now was just was just was a cakewalk. Just, <laughs> so but, uh, yeah, tell us about the new update. What's going on? Yeah, so this is the uh, 2.0 update. I believe it launched. I think it was Wednesday. It mm-hmm. launched. Um, and what this added in was, well, the big thing it added in was the return of the World Eater, the return of the Pickle, the return of Devil Joe from Monster Hunter 3U. And so is he facing, like, John Cena? Because you're hyping it up like a wrestling match. <laughs> well, the reason why it's great for that is because his armor is essentially that it makes you look like a wrestler. Even That's your me. little okay. palico turns into, like, a Lucha Libre guy. <gasps> That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, Devil Joe's great. Uh, a lot of people are saying that, it, that he doesn't deal a lot of damage. That's the only negative that they're seeing. But when he becomes tempered, that's when they're saying that the damage really increases and he becomes a true challenge. Uh, like one shot type challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That when you're dealing with tempers, that that's what that's what happens. And for Jordan, I know that whatever I'm saying right now is just like I have no idea what tempered means. <laughs> oh no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are. Funny, I play Monster Hunter. A lot of people are saying that the uh, armor set is kind of mediocre, but everyone is loving the weapons. Uh, this is a near gigante situation where. Uh, Devil Joe is giving you a weapon for each category. So for Preston, his heavy bow gun. Yep. For Lisa, your dual blade. And for me, uh, switchblade and axe. So. Well, what are we talking about? Hmm? Well, me too. Yeah, it's, and it's called a charge blade, Cole. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> Although I'll, I'll admit, I, I love calling it a switchblade. I think that's really clever and funny. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I meant to say switch axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go, jerk. Wow. Just not including me in this talk, you all you friggin' elitist Monster Hunter Guys, players. I use a heavy bow gun for crying out loud. Don't call me an elitist. Beat the tutorial and then talk to me. <laughs> it's the mentality. It's not the, about the weapon. But uh, also the 2.0 update add a lot of gameplay changes uh some weapons got just complete power increases like the hunting horn now has 15 percent more damage just because 
Uh, Charge Blade actually got nerfed just a tad because uh, everyone was finding that it was easily the most powerful weapon in the game, easy to abuse. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really seeing it yeah. playing it today. It's still pretty like powerful. Exactly. And then uh, Dual Blades for Lisa. You're going to get Demon Mode for a lot longer now. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Because really, that's the only good thing about the Dual <laughs> Blades. And you you're get, fast. You get to Naruto Run for longer. Yeah. And then uh, for Preston's weapons, specifically all the long range ones, uh, they were already previously patched, so they're just fixing up bugs. Here. No changes ever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Monster Hunter continues to be that game that just keeps on giving. And next month, we're going to see another update, hopefully, another monster. And it's just going to keep yeah. me hooked for more. Yeah. They were teasing uh, the Devil Cho, like, since before the game launched, actually, as, like, yeah, the first they were free update, but they haven't teased anything else yeah so i'm but, hoping they keep to 3u for now and then transition to 4u i'm hoping for Legaya chris i'm hoping for zenogre i think they already confirmed that Legaya chris isn't coming in the game i don't know i still think they can put him in because he's one of my favorites <laughs> but, but we'll that's the sole reason yeah <laughs> it's everyone's monster hunter wish list just i want this to appear and then never I kind of missed the uh, Tetsukabra. I liked him Old a lot. Oh, the Dogama. Who's cute. Uh, shows up. He's basically like a blast toad, and he has the same skeleton as Tetsu. So I think there's a chance for him. Okay. Cool. I'm uh, very passionate about this series. I know I'm saying a lot of just air <laughs> to most people. Yeah, no. Um, I need to catch up to you guys. Okay, <laughs> quick question. What kind of ranks? is everyone here because i'm at rank 13 right now <laughs> so what are you i think i i just i just got to six although to be fair i just got the game like last okay. week i think so, like... i'm still what was i last three okay <laughs> all right and now for the nightmare that is i can't cool. even talk 65 oh my gosh <laughs> after well, I got buddies who are high up there too. I think they're like uh, the guys I work with were like rank like twenty five, and they keep like busting my balls to get up there because they want to start doing like high rank quests yeah, with me. Yeah, my question, Cole, is that I know that at levels twenty nine, at ranks twenty nine and forty nine, there's a sp specific quest that you have to take yeah. in order to like rank up past that. Is there anything past forty nine, or is it just then you just kill things forever? After forty nine, it's essentially just kill things. Okay. Yeah, because uh, 29 and 49 introduce you to tiers of tempered monsters. Mm. Uh, and then after that, it's really just start your Sorry, grind. Is there like low rank tempered and high rank tempered? Yep, low rank tempered. Uh, well, it's actually like tiers of them. So like... Uh, Great Yagris is like... Great Yagris, Toby Kadachi, they'll get introduced immediately. Then you'll get the uh, the rank 29 quest. That'll pump you up to like Anjanath uh, and Basil Juice. And then 49 is the Elders. Okay. Cool. I'm going to die so, so much. <laughs> I have a long way to go. Indeed you I do. I feel really overwhelmed right now. I mean, I, I'm can, just gonna... I can smack your low rank quest so easily right now I'm, I'm if just... you want me to join. Yes, let's play. Let's play this weekend, Cole. <laughs> you too, Preston, while you're at it. That's Jordan, right. you're not invited. Um... <laughs> well, yeah, we're good. I don't want to be in your dumb team of losers. 
can't handle my my charge blade action. Are we friends on PlayStation? We're not friends on PlayStation. We'll figure we? that out. Later. I don't. I'm pretty sure we're are friends we? on PlayStation. I never see you online though. Oh. Although to be fair, I'm often offline. I, I just leave it offline. I know so I we have different hours <laughs> that we work, but okay, let's all play, guys. All right. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, Preston, you played some Burnout Paradise Remaster. Yeah, I picked that up uh, on launch last Friday uh, while I was on vacation, and. It, I never played Burnout Paradise when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It just completely skipped me. I have played like previous Burnouts, Burnout 3 and uh, Burnout Revenge, I believe they were. I think it was called Revenge, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, those were the two that I played. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved them growing up. Yeah. It was so much fun to play with like the arcade <laughs> action. And I never picked up uh, Paradise, but when Remaster came out, I knew that I had to play it because I haven't played a racing game in at least three or four years now because I'm a fan of like the burnout style of yeah. just massive destruction arcade racing and it's really good like I'm really enjoying it but at the same time it's a game from 2008 mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things in it that I'm like huh they probably could have fixed that um <laughs> The camera controls suck, to put it mildly. <laughs> okay. Like, Which they, is the worst thing for any kind of racing game. Like, I'm like, okay, I want to look to the... It's because the horizontal is, like, permanently inverted. So if yeah. I, like, want to look to the right, I have to, like, put the stick to the left. And even though there's a Y-axis change oh, for how you want to look, there's oh. no horizontal change. Why wouldn't they have changed that, though? Yeah. It, I mean, I get, I get the retro feel, the but I always hated that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stand that. Yeah. Online mode feels weird to play because it's not exactly racing with people like there's no like you don't enter into a playlist it's like oh you're going from race to race Mm -hmm. um it's more you're in the open world and you just try to complete challenges if the host starts them but if the host doesn't start them well tough luck you're never starting around you're just (laughs) driving around randomly (laughs) for whatever reason um but for the single player mode, I'm really enjoying the racing mechanics. I like the way that they put the open world together. Mm-hmm. I wish there was maybe some more um, end points because races end at one of eight fixed points always. So you will generally be taking the same like routes for all of them, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Uh. Um, but yeah, I really, really like Burnout Paradise Remastered. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of said that racing games like this stopped being made. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think the last two get the last game in the style that I played was Split Second, which I really, really like. Which I have brought up on my yeah. laptop right now because yeah. I'm like, I love that game so much. <laughs> that game was really good. And in recent years, like they're for me at least, from my perspective, I've only seen two different types of racing games. You've got like the arcade Mario Kart type, yeah, which is completely different from what Burnout um, yeah. arcade racing was, and then you have stuff like Forza and Gran Turismo, where everything is realistic, mm-hmm. like the nth degree, and there's not really a middle ground like. Oh, I Burnout guess was. I guess um, Need for Speed's kind of that middle Need ground. For it's not as kind of, but it kind of sucks. Yeah. I like Need for Speed. <laughs> I haven't really been a fan of Need for Speed since like the mid 2000s Have you played the latest one? Was that the one with the obscene amount of microtransactions? Yeah, now it Probably. does. But that's every racing game right now. Forza's doing this. I, can, mm. I don't yeah. want to know what GT is going to do next. But it's basically like Need for Speed Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played the new ones. 
Yeah, play the new ones. I, know, I enjoy I the just, new ones. Maybe I just really, really want a new Burnout game. That's why I want. I want yeah, a new Burnout. I agree with that. I just yeah. really want them to make one because Burnout was so good. Guys, I have a theory that all these remasters that are happening are just to test the waters of the new generation oh, of gamers. No and that we're going to see like sequels upon sequels coming in the next two or three years. It's going to be a new Burnout and I'm going to lose my mind. Yep. New Burnout, new Devil May Cry. What else? No, no, no. Unfortunately, we will never see a new Devil May Cry because they've been talking about this new Devil May Cry for so many years now. We're going to see it though. Bayonetta exists. I want it. Bayonetta exists, (laughs) and that is way better than Devil May Cry has ever been. So we're never going to another game. You shut your phone Yeah, but they got to give something to people who don't own Nintendo consoles. Like. What, everyone's going to go out and buy a Switch so you they can play should. Bayonetta? You it's not should, practical. Because it is worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree with that 100%, but it's not practical. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Whatever. Well, Bayonetta is right. But anyways, I play, I've been playing Burnout Paradise Remastered, and I'll keep on playing Burnout Paradise Remastered. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to pick it up. I'm really excited to play it. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I know nothing. So I'm glad you give it a good glowing review because I'm into that. All right. So uh, I actually saw two things in the last couple weeks. Um, actually, Brendan was supposed to be here, but unfortunately, he's busy today so he's not joining us on podcast but uh so the first thing i guess i'm going to talk about is uh god of war so i got about two and a half hours of hands-on time with uh, was it like starting from the beginning or was it just... starting from the beginning oh okay yeah yeah so um guys it's beautiful like it's a stunning stunning game it feels feels like a god of war game like you're it, uh, it, but um it's really it's very obviously very story driven this time i mean they've been mm. pitching that oh one. i mean all the previous god of war games have been story driven but is it oh, like you... but this one's very 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 story rpg almost okay. yeah yeah not like the the other ones were story driven but to like this extent. i don't think anyone really played them for that for that reason it's like it's it's kind of the same way that it's like you don't play last of us for the yeah. gun yeah. combat like yeah. you play it so for the this story. time uh it, it, so do, uh, i don't remember from the trailers that we saw we do we do see that uh it just opens up with kratos and uh kratos's son so dad and son are looking for uh, firewood for a funeral pyre for kratos's wife and son's mother and uh it cut second, second wife was well, his wife of this time. We don't really know much about her going in. Um, and so they bury her and that leads Kratos to take, uh, tell his son, uh, Atreyu, Atreyu, Atreus, Atreus. I got to look at band and like never ending story. <laughs> Guys, you know how bad I am with names. This is awful. But, uh, yeah. So he's, Taking up, so taking his son hunting to see if he's ready to actually accompany him on his journey because he obviously cannot leave him alone because he has no mother to take care of him. So they go on a hunt, uh, and we learn all the gameplay mechanics. We get introduced to the Leviathan axe, which is uh, his axe for this one. Um, totally fun to play, really simple, very intuitive controls um, with uh, two major two types of attacks. You can charge and uh, make stronger attacks. Um, it just makes any kind of battle is just a lot of fun because it's so fluid. It's so quick. Um, you can really develop a lot of strategy, just like anything you'd expect from a God of War. So my question, yeah. um, looking at gameplay footage for it, um, how is the camera? Because the cameras, previous God of War games have had like, they've been like wide shots, like it's panned out during battles. It, In yeah. this one, it's a lot closer. It's very close. It's tight for certain aspects of the, the gameplay. So, okay, so um, there's the first battle where you're introduced to the mechanic where you're allowed to use uh, the the sun's, you, like as a as a piece, as part of your strategy where he you can 
He's an archer, press, right? He's yeah. an archer. You press the button, he'll fire an arrow at the at the uh, enemy that you're fighting. It pans out a little bit for that. Um, I found it a little bit weird that I couldn't always see where he was on the screen. Um, but you can. You, you you know what's going on, and you can still use it. It's, it's tighter, um, but it's easy to follow. Like, I didn't have any complaints with the camera, and I'm pretty, like, picky when it comes to, like, what I can see and not see. I get very frustrated very, very easily if it moves out. Uh, I had no problems with that. Um, Is there a counter mechanic at all? What, like, For, defensive? like, in combat. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, it, absolutely. So there's defensive... Yeah, yeah, you can, like you can block, you can... Uh, you can dodge. You can just ba- all the basic mechanics that you're kind of working towards. Um, it was just very free and very fast and very tight, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's yeah, that's oh, kind yeah. of a staple of all but the that's, God that's, of War yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. But... That's why you would go to a God of War. But anyway, um, what I really enjoyed about the the thing was the atmosphere it created. So it's no longer this like desert atmosphere that we're used to from many of the God of War games. It's now set in a very lush uh, Scandinavian forest. Um, real diverse in all the different scenery. Uh, so I was, I made this equation. So remember I am Setsuna had the biggest complaint. I was actually, everything was yeah, snow. Everything yeah. was snow. This, this isn't a, a game that made everything is snow pretty and diverse. So, I mean, totally, obviously totally different visuals, mm-hmm. but in, in the sense that it was actually like really like neat. And we get a lot of the whole Norse mythology coming in out of this because that's what the whole thing is set in. Um, so after you fight with your son, you realize uh, Kratos realizes his son isn't quite ready to go on the journey with him. He's a lost cause. Just he's, throw him away. Yeah, just throw him away. <laughs> they go back to the house and they're visited by so, they're visited by I are by ghosts. Three ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Three of them. And then Kratos, Kratos learns, learns the meaning of Christmas. Thank you guys. Thank you. Anyway, we're our, our, our first our first everywhere. major antagonist, and he is a. Man that is covered head to toe in uh, rune tattoos. Uh, no, no, I think it's Loki because of what he's, he talks about. His father sent him to to find out what's going on and basically kill Kratos. And they engage in a big fight. Um, you kill him. You, you no. And then Kratos you, teams up with the Avengers. You find and they out fight that Loki. you can't kill him, uh, but you do end up. I guess killing him, but he keeps regenerating. This this fight yeah, actually yeah. like regenerates a few different times, and um, it was yeah, it was it was, just, it was fun. It was really really fun. Um, I'm really excited for this one. Based on what I played, uh, I was already engaged in it, and I always I don't like sitting during a preview event because you know how it is. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're you're forced to play really really quickly. Yeah. I just playing this one. I actually sat down and played it as I was playing it at home because it was that engaging so i'm really excited about that one to come up and yeah anything else you guys want to know about it that i haven't touched on maybe i'm trying to think yeah it's beautiful the music's beautiful i know they have like an icelandic uh singer during the opening cutscene with uh where they're bury they're doing the funeral pyre for the the wife and the mother mm-hmm. um it's just this gorgeous like icelandic scandinavian something uh, like soloist who does sings over the whole thing and it's just a really beautiful scene like between all the visuals that they have with the whole thing but yeah totally fun great monsters uh there's question a I lot have. of variety yeah um in combat do you have to worry about atreus just because he's so young and you might get i swarmed? didn't see see here's the thing i don't think so because i don't there's no health meter for him Okay. So I think he's literally just there because you you the, the story sets itself up. That's a really good point. I forgot. I should have brought that part up. But 
there's a, the story sets it up that Atreus learns how to hide because that's the thing that Kratos has instilled in him because he's not mature enough to actually go and fight himself. You're not a big manly man. You yeah. can't do big manly man things yet. So we know he we know he's out of danger. We know he hides, and you can tell him to be a distraction. Then Kratos goes after him and tanks, kind of thing. Okay, so that's kind of cool. And that way probably works the best because that was sort of the same thing that they yeah. did in The Last of Us, right? Was that like Ellie was there, but you know you don't want the character because obviously you can you know that through the course of this game they're going to try and like have the player build a relationship. Mm-hmm. with uh with atreus just as much as kratos is right so it's like and if and if you were constantly having to no. like hold his hand and make sure yeah. that he's not dying through these like no big and an combat encounters <laughs> I, I, yeah it's, like it's definitely not an escort mission my big fear actually wasn't the escort mission my big fear was this character was tacked on to create some sort of like emotional connection which by the way they do a really good job of making kratos uh like an emotional father figure without like making him not Kratos kind of thing because there are moments and they're so subtle where he's trying to be a good father and he hesitates and he's not able to do the right thing because he is Kratos and he is that kind of thing I wish they made him a little more I'm hoping because this is only like two hours of the game that they make him a lot more um emotional towards the end I just because it would be a, a layer that we won't expect for him yeah. I, but on the other hand, yeah. but hold on. On I'm the sure other hand, up, that could like, also be a cheap out. So I'm a little bit. Why? I just. I'm a little bit curious on where that's going to go. Well, from the story trailer that they showed previously, well, the, it looked like he's he's going to care deeply yeah, for his son and that, what happens with him. It's very obvious, and he's very yeah. the gruff father, obviously, because yeah. he's Kratos. Well, that was that was part of the of Kratos's arc too through the through the first trilogy right is that like like he was never like as much as the gameplay kind of built him to be this just like just this complete animal like the cutscenes always tried to give him a little bit of a layer like that he actually did have this like deep regret for yeah. like yeah. what he did to become the god of war and like and it it played into a lot of like the hubris that um that he experiences throughout the course of the game right and you know so even was the third game where he's kind of like developing like that sort of relationship with that um pandora that little pandora. ghost girl what's her what's his name yeah, daughter pandora. yeah was it pandora i still haven't gotten through all of the all of the third game um so yeah, that's what I mean, right? So they try to show that, like, you know, at the end of the day, like he at one point he was a father, like he did care about people, like he's not a complete monster, but, but like, you know, he but is. Here's the thing, and they're, bu- they're building a-hole. that up in here because he's he's, uh, he's now he's very hard um, because he's he's afraid of getting that emotional connection with the whole thing and that and with his son, the new this son, and so I get I like it, it's it's neat how they're playing it because it's not over the top, in your face. Here's a dad and son story, wacky hijinks and zoo kind of thing. <laughs> wacky hijinks and uh, Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this game, guys. I really am. Um, I want to see more of it. Comes and out at the end of April, right? It does, April 20th. I still got to make my pre order. Same, Same day. day no, it's the next April thing you're going to talk about. No, it's April 20th. Is it April 20th? It is Forgot April 20th. About? Well, the next thing I'm going to talk about that also. I mean, huh? they're, they're nuts. Let's be honest. They're nuts to try and release a game like God the of War Nintendo alongside Labo. the Nintendo <laughs> so, Labo. I, yeah, it's going to get crushed. Like different uh, demographics. To put it mildly, it is a dramatically different. Demographic. <laughs> no, God of War is oh, going yeah. to get demolished. 
No, let, let's, so, let's be honest. Right? They're gonna get crushed. <laughs> they're this. It was like it's like it was like like Ubisoft releasing Rayman Origins <laughs> alongside like Call of Duty. God of War, a Sony exclusive, like, and the other crushed. is peripherals for right. a Nintendo Switch. Like I'm interested. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, I'm, and it's amazing. They're gonna both sell well. They're yeah, both sell well. Why would you want to have some Norse adventure with some dumb Play kid when you could be building a motorcycle no, out of cardboard Forget and the then racing that I motorcycle? The, not a robot. They call it the robot kit. It is not a robot. Cole, you mech. back. It's a mech. It's totally a mech. But anyway, so I got to play with the Nintendo Labo guys. Um, I actually went to the event with uh, Brendan Fry and uh, I am way better at building so things jealous. than he is. Because he had to follow the instructions, and I was like halfway down on my part. This so I'm is like, on record now. Yeah, this is, I am a way better builder. I am a better maker. But anyway, um, it's great. Uh, my biggest concern going in was okay, this is cardboard. It's going to rip. These are little kids making this thing. Um, it's really durable cardboard. I am very good at breaking things. I did not break anything. <laughs> it passes the least. It passes the least test. No, um, so the, the variety kit comes with a bunch of stuff. Um, it comes with a kit to make a keyboard, a kit to make a motorcycle, a kit to make um, these RC cars, which are actually bristle bots. Do you guys know what a bristle bot is? The yeah. toothbrush robots, okay. basically. That's what it is. They're, so it comes with two of those. Um, it also comes with uh, a fishing rod. And all of these kind of go together really neat. Like uh, the bristle bots themselves are the, the RC cars. They, um, they're really quick. They're easy. They pop out. They, they're folded in like two minutes. The instructions are really great for kids because they're all animated. Um, and it actually animates not just like the, the, the side you need to be looking at. So it actually turns it around for the kids to okay. see and shows how they're folding in the direction they're folding it with the, not just the arrows, but actually animates the folds. This um, is not paper. This is on the Switch. It's on the, so yeah. So it comes with the Nintendo Labo software that actually comes with every pack. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to get into the software in a minute because there's some really cool stuff that goes on with that. Um, so anyway, it animates and there, instead of like, there's, there's no like instant touchback button. It's like a hold and press and stretch. So that there's no okay. accidentally going ahead or going back okay. for these kids. To, um, and there's also for some of the more complicated things, like uh, we were building the, the fishing rod, there's a built in um, take a break moment kind of thing yeah okay so it was a big diverse event so some parents obviously because it's nintendo they brought their kids to it and there's this one kid who was beside us uh, and they were I, i'm i'm they looked about maybe 10 12 something like this and they were really struggling with the fishing rod they were trying their best to do it on their own and that's awesome like i love that like for that age group this is a fantastic piece of like peripheral because like it forces you to struggle there is a high frustration level but not an unattainable frustration level however i do worry over the fact that it's for six-year-olds as well um they're definitely going to need parent like help with it i really want nintendo to release like a beginner's pack because the rc car i think a six-year-old could absolutely do on their own and i'd love to see more of that just for geared towards a six-year-old they need something that their parents don't need to help them with to struggle with it because the the six-year-old's weren't really making the fishing rods on their own they yeah, were their yeah. parents were doing all of it when i was six i was struggling to even transform transformers yeah. i mean no but transformers yeah. had like oh, a man. billion old, parts old transformers, they were hard yeah. but yeah so it, it's like it's a wonderful teaching tool um i think there's some like really great stuff that the so I, I wanted to get into the software. They also have the Nintendo Labo Garage. And that is basically a st- all the way down to the basics 
of each different kit that you have and you can customize it at a very advanced setting so you can play around with like the vibration level that the joy cons once they're placed into the controllers can vibrate at you can um map things on the Joy-Con using this. So it's basically a programming tool to get kids into learning how to do basic programming with the input and output kind of command structure. Okay. Which is amazing. And I love to see that Nintendo's finally jumping on board with a lot of the STEM initiatives that so many companies are doing. Like Microsoft has their thing with, um, uh, what's it called? Minecraft. And they're going to the schools and actually doing programming courses and uh, building and a lot of STEM stuff with that game itself and ubisoft has a number of different initiatives under their codex and a codex initiative so it's great that nintendo who is like geared towards like a younger audience is finally jumping on board with this sort of thing um the coolest thing absolutely was the robot kit. It's yeah. like you I didn't get a chance to make it because they only has limited it time. It looks involved. It it looks really complicated. It's just like this big box backpack yeah. with like pulleys for your arms and your legs and a visor and you control this giant mech robot in the game where you can destroy a city or you can trant like do a movement and transform yourself into like a jet fire inspired jet plane. Oh. And it's like Super fun. Oh, also, isn't it like yeah? That's the that's the thing. You become a car, Um, and if you put the visor down, you go into first person view, so you are driving the mech. Really? Yes. Yeah, I. That's really cool. I see this right now. That's really cool. uh, (laughs) Oh, giddy! To put it mildly, he looks really, really excited about this. Yeah, I've always wanted to like do like a VR Gundam experience, and I just haven't had a game that provides me with that. This. This one, I okay. Um, I didn't actually get a chance to play the whole game itself. I was watching uh, around while some other people were playing it um, because I was. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I know it will fit on my person, but I was just like, there was a little kid playing there, and I'm like, I don't want to take it away from you. Get out of my way, kid. I would instantly (laughs) take that child and throw him away. (laughs) I couldn't do that. They were having, but they were having so much fun. But anyway, it looked like it, it. feels like that very immersive i think it's light on content but because of the garage stuff mm-hmm. there's like more stuff that you can do with every kit so it's not just the base game that you can do there's other things you can explore like the rc car actually has like a video camera where you can use the rc car okay. to like go in and right. like you look watch the screen on your switch and you've got the like the, the cameras projecting onto the screen of the switch and it's really cool but there's also like the experimentation on uh like i said you can change five uh, in built into the actual app for the rc car there is like a, you can uh control uh the vibration of the joy cons independently okay so you can test like what happens if i change like this one vibrates at this frequency and this one vibrates at a much lower frequency what has that affect the way the, the car is controlled and that kind of thing in addition to the garage where you can go in and more in depth actually program stuff to for this like outside of the kits themselves. So I know they're developing different kits for it, but is it actually the same software that's bundled in each? Um, I actually have to check on that one. I know I'm pretty sure they're the same kit, uh, the same software, because it didn't really say, like it just said the Nintendo Labo game, Yeah, from what I understand. Because I know what they said was like, if you break your cardboard kits or whatever, like they're providing you with the PDFs that you can apply them to another set of cardboard and then you'll be able to cut them out again yeah so that's it's one of the like and but the cardboard itself is actually pretty durable there was only and it fits like the 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 designs are so 
structure like they're they're just so well designed yeah. that there's not any additional adhesive except for like a couple grommets in the fishing rod for example i'm pretty sure that's just to prevent wear and tear when this the rope actually goes through the fishing rod itself yeah um there but they they fit in so nicely and so tightly that it's very durable um so do you think that this is perfect like it's marketed towards kids oh it's absolutely and it's perfect for kids and families i'd say it's an excellent an excellent educational tool all right uh would it be perfect for all kids and families that depends on how like much time your parents can devote to actually doing things with you okay okay um it depends it honestly depends on like where your child is in terms of their development stage it is a big problem for fine motor skills all right so i'm like i and like i said i noticed that with the kids as they were doing it on their own like there there are some little tabs that have to go in some really tight folds um so it's i worry about that and that's why i really want to see like a a beginner's level so that the kids can have experience more independence with this sort of thing but i think it's a really great start i hope that nintendo this i hope that this is successful enough that nintendo takes this and runs with it because the there's so many different things that this this opportunity would provide in terms of just not necessarily just this kind of game development peripheral development but think of how it could be transferred into like triple a titles and things like that as well later on down the road that would be really interesting i see yeah, yeah. microtransactions every cardboard this. costs <laughs> certain gold uh okay jordan oh my last God. not least uh you went to you have a couple games for us so why don't you start out with Oof. mlb the show i do i'm telling you what to start out don't with don't tell MLB me what <laughs> It's baseball. Yeah, it's all the baseball. So um, I've never played Uh an MLB The Show game before. So this was the first. And, um, you know, I I actually, like, I did did find myself enjoying it. Like, um, I kind of mentioned this in my review. But, like, as much as I'm not, like, a big uh, sports guy, uh, like, it's not that I really don't like sports, like, and uh, it's not that I don't really don't like playing sports video games either. Like it's sort of a weird combination of the fact that <laughs> I'm just not very good at them. And a lot of times I'd rather just play the sport like outside. You know what I mean? Like it, for video games to me are like, okay, like I want to escape right, nobody from cares reality. About your not like, is this a you know, game? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's baseball. Oh, so you get to talk about <laughs> cardboard for 17 yeah, hours, but I can't talk about basic hot dogs have improved. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, this is a 1946. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like announcers for baseball are from 1946. Guys, forget it. Let's just take the show on the road. It's We're going to so... be ca- casting for like the Blue Jays from now on. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will not be recorded at baseball stadiums. That's a home run. He's going show. right in the penny wagon. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry jordan go on the button <laughs> it's okay no it's uh yeah no it's it's perfectly fine like it worked um uh, except for when it didn't i found that a lot of the different like control uh schemes like because there's like three control mm-hmm. schemes for like batting and for pitching so there's like there's like the just the basic like for batting there's just like the basic like press a button uh and like your swing your bat um then there was like this other one that was it was like the stick controls where and then there was another one where it's like you're given a little box 
Uh, they're called it's called directional controls, and so you kind of like aim the stick, I guess, where you think you want the ball to go, and then you hit it with the buttons. But I found that with the other two um, control schemes, the ball never went where I was trying to go. Like with the directional one, I thought it'd be pretty straightforward. But then every time I was like aiming a certain direction, it seemed that the ball always went in the opposite direction. And then when I went the opposite direction, because I thought maybe, okay, maybe we're working with like, you know, uh, airplane controls. No, same thing. It just, it never went in the direction I wanted the ball to go in. So it just, it, uh, didn't seem like that, at least not in the tutorial where like it's just giving you like very basic pitches just so yeah. you can get a feel of the of how the controls work. Like, no, it just even when it, it seemed like it only really worked with like um, with uh, the like the basic like button controls because the basic like button controls, you get like a little uh, like window where like it's kind of like um, how you cover uh, the base or how you cover the plate to try and like get like, I guess, the best uh, like um, yeah. mm-hmm. the best hit on this on the pitch. And that seemed to work most effectively. Like typically, like you, you could you could hit it um, kind of in the in the area that you wanted it to go in. Um, but and even with pitching, like like you know, it has like a like your basic like meter control, which is like kind of like you know Mario Golf. It's the basic like two button uh, yeah. like like throwing mechanic, like power bar. But on the return, so like you know the the power bar goes up, but then on the return. It comes back so fast that it is impossible to hit it. Like it, the timing is like <laughs> you need you literally need to be a robot. Like it's impossible. And then there was another one. It was like it was called pulse hitting, where like same thing. It's just like it's like a like a pulsating circle, and you have to press it at when it's at its like smallest point. But it moves so fast, like. I don't know. I could never get a handle on it. So, like again, it's just like basic, like simplistic pitching was the only thing I found that worked. Um, and then, like, yeah, just like aside from just like minor, like technical stuff, like the road to the show, like the story mode was kind of okay. Like, I don't know um, why you'd want to play as one player in like one position the whole time. Um, and then it was really weird because it seemed like when you tried to advance the game, it just moved like. At a, at, at a breakneck pace. So there was a point where I was like, it was like the first inning and I was up, my team was up like three, nothing. Mm-hmm. I was going up to bat and then I skipped ahead after I was done batting and I'm in the outfield. And now it's like the other team is winning <laughs> six to three. And I was like, what the hell? Like, when did that happen? And it's like, now, yeah, like now we're already in the second inning and I'm like, what the, f- what, like, what did I miss? And it gives you the option to actually just watch the game from the bench, but it's just like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> Just watching it, like yeah, it's and and so like so then you know alternatively, um, and that was that mode was like fine, you know. There's like little like choose your own adventure uh, elements and like RPG elements mm-hmm. where you're building your character up from the miners to go to the pros and like you know you're building your character. The choose your own adventure stuff was really boring because it wasn't like dynamic in any way. It's just sort of like it's like here's a thing, you know, you get a call from an old coach and it's like like text bubbles, like you're literally receiving texts on your phone, but the image in the background is just your character like frozen in, in place like on his phone so there was no just like just a just a general lack of like anything that felt like um so it's not dynamic like or interesting or like engaging like in any way last year which had like a very which which had a much more like expansive story mode or even the nba 2k games which like have a in-depth career mode with a lot of choices you make in it this is just very bare bones in comparison to that 
it seemed a lot very bare bones like just like some of the choices that you get to make like some of them kind of made sense like there was like you know like like one of the first uh choices you get after you kind of come up from the minors and you get drafted is like you can choose to like you know stay in like college ball for another year and then they, and like they, that gives you the option to like build your character again and then when you get drafted you might be get drafted to a better team let's say like and then just other stuff that like gives you like like certain choices you make like how you interact with like uh like coaches or how you interact with like agents can give you like perks and little like small bonuses and stuff like that but it was just like no cuts there, there were there really aside from like a, a an fmv at the start of the game that had like um uh uh what's his name there the guy from uh the guy from uh the big lebowski yeah. the the cowboy dude um like narrating all of it for some reason it wasn't actually him but it sounded like him um there was really no like there was really no like nothing in the just in the way of just like like anything like cinematic that kind of made you feel like you were actually like playing a game and then there was like the there's like the the diamond dynasty like the the actual like gm mode and again no tutorial no nothing you just sort of thrown in it's and it's like you're basically given like the basic play now like you can just play as the whole team like play the whole game of baseball but then they're like a million things to manage like like trades free agents <laughs> sponsorships like like yeah gatorade levels morale that was another thing i thought was weird there's like a confidence level like and how like confident you are throwing well, pitches and i was like, play, like really you like play you need to give everyone like a lollipop you, you just, you just admitted to being a sports like do you <laughs> do you have is, does no, confidence actually I I do have, anything I, there's either there's no in between there's you either you either got it or you don't olympics to happen at least it's commentary <laughs> like, look at all those sports <laughs> out there that's a sport speed up but, um, slow poke i don't know but instead of calling them at sports hurry up sports person you go sports anyway but uh you know, all in all, like realistically, like um, the reason I I picked up FIFA on the Switch, it's just like it is. It's not like a bad game, and there was there was some there was some really ridiculous uh, graphic glitches that made me laugh. Like there was one moment where a guy was adjusting his helmet, but his hand was like three feet away from his yeah, head. I, so like I guess he was European using telekinesis developers? and like. I don't- so, no, because that sounds like Eurojank. Uh, I don't <laughs> no, think so. No, this isn't Eurojank. <laughs> um, and like just, just, uh, just like one, um, like just a lot of like really like gormless looking faces and like bad. Like it, it seems weird that a game with the money of the MLB and Sony Interactive would have uh, this like PS3 level graphics. Um, so uh, I'm gonna talk. Um, now, my next game I played uh, was Way of the Passive yes. Fist, which is an amazing title. Uh, very, like, very, like, and classic, uh, like, sort of beat-em-up right? arcade. Except yeah, there's, like... Yeah, Toronto. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, I had I had it up, and I just closed it. Uh, I, f- I forget the name of it now. Um but uh like very very old school like 16-bit arcade mm-hmm. uh style like beat-em-up uh, like even in the way that like characters are very like big and take up a lot of the screen like it doesn't feel like like i guess like like double dragon on the nes or mm-hmm. 
like it, it feels more like Streets of Rage in that way. Um, except there's no direct fighting. Everything you do is like blocking and dodging, and you have to sort of like tire out the enemies until you just sort of poke them and like to knock them over. <laughs> kind of like the way Homer fought in that episode where he was a boxer. Um, and it's just it's it's really great. Like great sense of style, great atmosphere, like great like really like edgy 90s aesthetic um i really loved it and lastly but certainly not leastly i'm gonna just do a quick one on this one uh i got to preview wander song which oh my god guys you got to get wander song when it comes out it's a game about a little bar that goes around (laughs) singing his problems away uh so good and these guys are also the majority of the team is also canadian right i was yeah yeah, well, um, uh, Greg, uh, the developer of the game, is was American born, yeah. but he lives in uh, Canada now. He lives in Vancouver, and like the music team. Yeah, uh, and is, you like, you had an, an from, interview with Canada. them too, right? But um, yeah, like going up on Saturday. On Saturday, actually, them. you can check that out on the site soon. Actually, I was I was just checking out um, Greg's like Twitter feed because I follow him. And he actually put in a button oh, in the awesome. game that you you just start doing a little jig for no reason, and like it's so it's so funny because you can just start doing that stuff like during like little like dialogue boxes. So anytime like Random a person's like talking, you can just start singing, and it's hilarious. But it's so. Oh, yeah. You can just start doing that, too. Just this random little jig. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's so it's so creative. It's so, like, just just lush in how much they do with, like, music and, and, uh, and like, the style is very, like, cute and cartoony. Um, and just the way that they, like, integrate so much of the singing into, like, puzzles and stuff. Like, there was, like, um, like at, you start the game, there's, like... Uh, like sort of a DDR style, like or like a Simon says, like these ghosts are kind of like moaning at a certain frequency, and you have to like match it to uh, to sort of like calm them down. But then later, you know, there's like these like <laughs> vines that you have to like sing in a certain direction, like th- based on like the pitch to like bring them up and move them around to help you navigate the level. Like it's so interesting and it's That's so awesome. good. Yeah, I, I know. I'm really excited about this one. I've been looking forward to it now. Following it a little bit. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh man, especially on the it's been a Switch release too, which is like the perfect place for it. Especially now with how much like of a dumping ground Steam has become. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out like a, a month after this game releases that it sold like twenty times better on the Switch than it did on Steam. Because I didn't even know it was coming like out until I saw like uh, like I was on the like the R Nintendo Switch subreddit and saw like Wonder Song looks, coming I, to I, Switch I and mean, I was like, what is this now? Great. <laughs> Simply put, it's just gonna be great. great. I, I got nothing else. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think wait. that's about it. Anyone else got anything else? I yeah. think we're good. Okay. Well, cool. Well, yeah, that's it, guys, for joining me today to talk. And, oh no problem. And 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 Jordan, sorry, and me and Jordan. and uh thanks everyone for listening and if you like what you hear or you want to know more about the things that we talked about please visit us at cgmagonline.com you can like and subscribe to our podcast on buns podcast network um apple podcasts or any of your favorite podcast apps you can follow us on facebook at cg magazine you can follow us on instagram at cgmagonline and you can follow us on twitter at cgmagonline you can also follow us all individually guys you want to plug your twitters Cole, what's your Twitters? At Kaiser underscore Watson. And Preston, what's your Twitters? At Preston Doza, spelled Z-S-A at the end. And Jordan, what's your fur? <laughs> That's at, at Ninja, Ninja Jordan, Jordan underscore. underscore. 
And I'm at least all one word. And I'm at least awesome with no ease. Um, all one word. You can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube, where we also have some really great uh, videos and stuff. We have Cole beating the Nergigante oh, in the yeah. beta. It was great. <laughs> Um, there should be one with Devil Joe coming up as well. Yeah, that's coming up real soon. Um, also, you'll be able to see some Far Cry 5 footage because uh, look forward to that in, uh, review next week as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks again to uh, our sponsors and uh, for helping make all this happen and for everyone from everyone here at CG Magazine. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.